0: Welcome back everybody to the next episode of Owen oh 2 Heroes. I know this is crazy. We went 9 months without an episode and now you're getting two episodes within a month of each other. That that's right. We are back full time. You're going to be getting way way more of oh and 2 Heroes, so look forward to that. And we have a very special episode today. I don't want to say we have a returning guest cuz this is his first time on this show, but he's been on another show that we have. I've been on his show a few times, so if, if you've listened around, I'm sure you already know him. But please welcome to the show Cypher 003, aka Jesse, aka you get it. Aka you get it. Jesse, Cypher 003, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yes, thank you, Mikey, for once again having me on your litany, your catalog, (laughs) your diorama of podcasts. I'm really appreciative of being invited back on because we get to have a theme where we're playing a game against each other. We had previously thought about, hey, Mm -hmm. There's this there's this cool game that's going around that, you know, this Rushdown Revolt or whatever it was. And then they said, just kidding, we're actually going to pull this back from the public. So there will be no O2 oh, Heroes of Rushdown <laughs> Revolt, I think the game was. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. We found a new game. And I'm excited about Naruto. So that's something for all of you to be teased on. It's going to be a Naruto fighting game. Naruto fighting! What? Naruto Storm? No, it's a fan modification of a game that was released in 2005, I can't help it. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a big fan of Melee. So when it comes to 2001 and 2005 games that have been fan modified enough to make it more accessible and more (laughs) modern, I'm a big fan. You You can miss me with Attacking 8 or with, I think it's it's Street Fighter 6 that's coming out in a few months. Yeah, Yeah, you can mess me with all that. I don't care. I I truly do not. I'm all about, especially Melee, but I've recently gotten back into this game that I randomly had as a kid, or my cousin had as a kid that I would go to his house and play.
0: It's exciting to get back into it. It's exciting to be on here, Mikey. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm happy you're able to come on. Like you said, we originally were going to do... Rushdown Revolt which was a free fighting game and then they took it off of the public servers and it's no longer free so we're like oh man we need we need something else to do and then and then you found I believe this is Super Clash of the Ninjas 4 which is the fan mod that made some balance patches and made the game more fun overall it's a Naruto fighting game um but before we start talking about the mods and the community and all that tell me tell me a little bit about yourself where did your gaming journey start do you, do you remember what your first game was or what your first fighting game was? The first fighting game was definitely Super Smash Bros. 64. But the first game that I think I ever played
1: was probably the Flash game called Spank the Monkey. Huh. Play super chill music, not lo-fi, because lo-fi wasn't a thing. And oh, this would have been barely the year 2000. But I remember Spank the Monkey because that was a game I remember playing at my house before we moved at the age of six. So I remember playing that. And the other game that I remember playing and I thought, wow, I'm doing something and the TV is responding to me, <laughs> was Mario Kart 64. So oh, nice. those were the three games that I knew that those were among the first games that I ever, ever, ever played. And Spank the Monkey was easy, by the way. You just click and drag the hand and you drag it across a balloon blow-up of a monkey, it's not facing its butt towards you or anything. You're just hitting it. And then if you hit it fast enough by moving your hand and the mouse and the drag of the cursor fast enough, it'll play good times where it just goes you know it just lays down a nice little beat it'll say wow you spanked the monkey at 200 miles per hour and then restart (laughs) the game again you 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 play it all in 10 seconds the game is done in less than 10 seconds unless you want to do it again and again
0: it's it's wild how far games have come where this was a flash game where you literally just you have a severed hand, or just like I don't want to, you have a disembodied hand that sounds a little a less, disembodied, yes. Mm-hmm. You have a, a disembodied hand, and you're just smacking this monkey around. And, and now we're playing not one but multiple fan mods of fighting games from the 2000s. So, so, so you mentioned previously that you play a fl- fan mod of melee, and I know you host a melee podcast, so uh, go ahead. I, I know all about that show. but how about you tell some of my listeners that might not be as aware, hype yourself up. Tell me about your show. Well, on the scale of, of
1: Brandon to Bobby Big Balls, I'm probably closer to Brandon in terms of hyping myself up. But I host Bottom of the Smash Mountain podcast. It is where I invite community members on to talk about the game. We might talk about current events. We might... Well, we do, but we especially talk about that person's journey within the community, and if it's someone who's like Brandon, aka Homemade Waffles, who is on our Mount Rushmore of community members, or just straight up people involved in Melee, period, because he has done so much for Melee and the scene. But i don't always have people like homemade waffles onto the podcast in fact more often i have on people who might go zero and two at a tournament or who barely even play the game at all but are interested in following along the scene anyway because they like to to for their community or they like to do art they like to do the music they like to do uh, uh, fan games of themselves that they either make or help make Uh, I've had a couple of people on who were, no, at least one person on who participated in the project and development team, the original PMDT. So that's cool, right? You get to have an opportunity to talk to people who said, Brawl was not really like Melee, but we kind (laughs) of wanted to put some Melee stuff in and, you know, one thing led to another and now we're just making an entirely new thing called PM, super cool, right? It's really fun to be able to have those opportunities to speak to people about how they journey through the game because there are threads that are entirely unique to a person. Sometimes, where I'll go, I've never, ever heard about this. Please tell me more. <laughs> and then, other times, where it's like, oh, you were there too, or oh, you got to watch that. I had somebody on who I knew that I knew that Marco, aka Oates, aka mm-hmm. the head editor organizer of the major zine i knew that marco had been involved in the community for a really long time but he just casually mentions watching being in the room when amsa beat muta king in a set for the first time back in 2014 i think it was was at kings of cali 4 Yes. Yes. And was literally sitting next to Muta King as it <laughs> happened. And, and and was cheering for both of them. So whenever Amsa would do something cool, you could see Marco freaking out and next to Mutu King, who's just trying to keep it together. <laughs> but he would freak out for Mewtwo King as well. I don't you know, I'm not saying that he was deliberately trying
0: to sabotage. He was kind of trying to hype up both of them. But yeah, of course, that's an every, exciting match. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just fun to watch. Doesn't matter who wins. That's a great game. It was
1: a really fun match to watch. Even 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 now, going back and for me watching it and seeing Marco there, it's just someone as being part of the history of the game. So, uh-huh. I guess the overall message or the overall thesis statement of my podcast is everyone has contributed to the canvas of melee and the community. I want to hear what that is and sure some people have told me oh i haven't really done much and i go if you like this game if you follow along if you participate in any way you actually have added more than you think you have mm-hmm. and we kind of discover that together
0: and i i absolutely i'm not just saying this because you're you're on my show but i absolutely love your your podcast it's so much fun because okay so for our listeners at home if you don't know what the words mewtwo king oats kings of cali or don't worry. We we nerded out for a quick second. But I, I love that your podcast, instead of interviewing the three biggest names in the game who wins thousands of dollars and like everybody knows their name, this is like a really personal interview series of like the smaller people who might not get the recognition. And I, I, I laugh about this all the time. I literally told Hannah when I had lunch with her today, she said, oh, who are you podcasting with? I'm like, oh, Jesse, Smash Mountain. She's like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, oh, he's the guy that before he had me on the show, four weeks prior, he had MKLeo on, the greatest Smash Ultimate player of all time. She's like, oh, yeah, isn't he really sweet? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) that's the one. (laughs) But I I think it's so cool that one guest might be, I I know you've had, have you had Amsa on or are you trying to get him on through the bracket?
1: No, I did have Amsa on. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, you you will have, like, amazing, like, big name, and for lack of a better term, like, professional esports players who are, like, sponsored and they make money. And then literally a month later, you'll have me on the show. And at this point, I wasn't involved in Smash for, like, four years removed. I used to run events in a basement of a comic shop years ago. And you're like, doesn't matter. You had an impact on the community. You, like, you, you like affected people in a good way come on and tell your story and like i'm i'm literally a nobody uh people just know me as like a discord user at this point i don't even go to tournaments anymore but you were like you were important to this game at some point and i want to celebrate that and i think that's so i think that's so cool i really appreciate you saying that i
1: In the spirit of calling it bottom of the Smash Mountain, I had someone, Johnny Gamble, Gumball as a Mm -hmm. PGH Pittsburgh, for those of you who don't call Pittsburgh PGH, T.O., who asked me recently, are we going to call it middle of the Smash Mountain? You know, you've almost done 250 (laughs) episodes, you've had on a lot of cool people, and you're kind of getting better at the game. (laughs) <laughs> as I was getting four stocks by Corey, a South New Jersey, Dr. Mario player at Short Hops, a recent tournament hosted by Gene Dalla, you get it. But when I was asked that question, I said, no, I still call it bottom of the smash mountain. And I wouldn't think of changing it because I want the mindset for me to remain the same where I'm just as excited to talk to someone who, like I said, is not the most well-known or relevant person but still participates within the scene it is cool i recently had on PPU after he uh-huh. after he lost his job at clg that's cool it's great to be able to have a conversation with actually that was kevin's third time on the podcast he really yeah. likes me for some reason but <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have that happen that's great but then i almost even better in my mind than being able to "Quote unquote," have opportunities to be clouded and goaded, or whatever is the opportunity for someone like Candy Cane Jane, Jane Bean, to tell her story, and if and and of course anyone who's listening doesn't know who Jane is, but she's someone who participates regularly in the melee scene, and part of her journey of continuing to become the person that she is is involved by being around melee and participating in melee and whatever capacity so it's fun to check out my podcast for that reason to have the not the the pure underdog vibes but mm-hmm. you will have you'll have more feelings of going wow i feel like i'm getting to know someone mm-hmm. and yeah. the only thing that we possibly have in common is the
0: game but that's enough to tie us together yeah and i i think it's great and like i've recommended your show to people who don't play melee it's just like hey here is a great interview podcast if. You're passionate about video games. He interviews people who are also passionate about video games. And, and, and like, it, it, it's phenomenal. It's a great show. I'm going to probably going to sing your praises a few more times this episode. But um, so I, I, I'm going to get to Naruto in, in, in one minute. I have one last question for you. Did you try the new Smash Bros. beer at Short Hops? And if so, how was it? <laughs> So I don't drink alcohol, but oh, I you got know what? I, a four I, I, I knew that. And as soon as I asked that, I'm like, ah, oh, he doesn't drink. He's the wrong person to ask. I knew that. <laughs> but I got a four pack. So I'm trying to figure out how to,
1: well, what I want to do is to have somebody else drink it, but please gently so I can keep the cans as a souvenir. <laughs> but I thought it'd be so wasteful to pour it down. It's a mango flavored IPA, I think. Is it really? Yes. I believe it's a mango flavored IPA. So it's it's gonna be good for somebody. So I'm going so to I'm going to a couple of tournaments this upcoming weekend. I'm going to the last Millersville University tournament that Sean aka Whiplash will ever host. And then okay. he graduates Millersville. So congratulations to him. It'll be the last tournament that he ever hosts there as a student. So go there, support Sean. So Sean's old enough to drink maybe maybe i will know because we're on university grounds so what we'll probably do is be like sean are you going to go to the garage which is uh, this upcoming saturday that's a house tournament and a garage tournament and there will certainly be alcohol a uh, flowing so maybe i give it to sean there it's like a thank you for all of your yeah amazing amazing tournaments that you've run at millersville all this time i know it's not money and i know it's not much but You drink this and then give me the cans back or I will kill you.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's wonderful. I remember I want to go to Short Hops, which for for listeners, again, I apologize. We're both melee nerds. We're we're nerding out about it. But um, there's a brewery in Pennsylvania that started a new Smash Brothers inspired beer. And they had a release party where they threw a Smash Brothers tournament to commemorate it. And Jesse was able to go, but I wasn't able to to, to make it. But um, oh, okay, cool. It will I just, be at Creed Two, which I know you are attending. The beard's going to be a Creed. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. I, I will be there. I, I I already signed up. First time I'm entering a melee tournament in over a year. I I, I downloaded Slippy again last week, so I, I I've been playing some. I I like to think I'm really good at this game because I like I'll get like a nice combo. It's like, oh man, I'm. I'm sick nasty with the sticks. I'm so good at this game. And I'll just like run into it get, like getting four stocked. So my my hope for Cree 2, not to do super well. I just don't want to go own 2. Despite the fact that you host the show called O2 Heroes, it's fine. They're going to have <laughs> the mango flavored beer. That's okay. Perfect. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the train in. I'm going to get some mango flavored beer and, and we can hang out. But um, yeah. So bringing her back to O and 2 Heroes. I have, um, I have yet to win a single game on my podcast. Every game we've played for the podcast, I've either lost or, funny enough, last episode ended in a draw and ended in a tie. But I've yet to win. And <laughs> I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping, I'm hoping this episode's going to be different. I- I'm hoping I'm going to score a victory on this one. Um, but we're playing Naruto Super Clash of the Ninjas Four today, which was your pick. So, how about you tell us a little bit about this game and like why you picked it. So, once upon a time, Tomy, I believe, is the studio that developed
1: the first four Clash of Ninja games. Almost all of them are Japan-exclusive releases. One of them, I believe, was ported over to the Wii and slightly changed around a couple added added characters or taken-away characters. I know that one of the ports or one of the later 2008-era releases of Naruto fighting games was kind of scuffed, but... Clash of Ninja 4 was only ever a Japan release. It was released in 2005. And it plays like Tekken as far as I understand. I'm not a big fighting game person aside from Smash. But when I watch Tekken gameplay and then I play Naruto, Clash of Ninja 4, it it plays similarly. My cousin had a GameCube that had a switch on the back that could go back and forth between NTSC-U
0: or NTSC-J.
1: And he had... Clash of Ninja 4. So, you know, the artwork on the front and the back, it's all in Japanese, but you put it into the GameCube and you flick the switch to NTSCJ and the game loads perfectly. So we would play it at his house and as a youngin, I would just only mash buttons and Mm -hmm. I just wasn't super goaded with the sticks but as an older person now i'm trying to pick up the game a little bit again because you know how this happens mikey you're you're minding your own business you're doing your own thing and all of a sudden again the worm of the brain comes up with Remember that Naruto game you played as a kid 10 plus years ago? And I was like, okay, I guess I'm looking this up now. It took me forever to find it because I knew it was Japan only released. That was the only clue that I had. But it turns out there was more than one game that was Japan only released of that Naruto fighting game series. So it took me a while, but I found it. And not only that, I found, oh my gosh, it was at Combo Breaker 2023. 2, because this is 2023, there was that combo breaker, there's people still playing this game, and oh my gosh, it plays a little differently. Oh my gosh, there's a community of people who are modifying this game to get rid of infinites, to balance the characters so that they're more even, and to make it a sustainable, viable, competitive fighting game for whoever wants to play it. Now, I don't know their relationship with the developer. Let's assume Tell me, probably would say, uh, you're modifying our game? That's kind of cringe. Let's assume it's like that, but it was that combo breaker. So that also means that there was enough community support get them to combo breaker last year i watched the grand finals that was super fun looking and then they're going to be returning again at combo breaker 2023 here at the end of may so the discord i'm not really super participant in it other than saying hi i'm new here and i'm playing it again wow such a cool memory from my childhood but everyone's super jazzed up for combo breaker in the discord there are online tournaments that happen at least once or twice a week And as you and I found out, online play is not seamless like it is for Slippy and Melee, but we're going to have it figured out when we're ready to go against each other. There will be no tying, because even if you can't knock me out, because again, it's health bars, pseudo 3D. Well, it is more 3D than Melee. And you, you, you have to, someone has to win. So there will be no tying,
0: at the very least, Mikey. So... A uh, little bit behind the scenes. At the time of recording this episode, the Tekken episode hasn't come out yet. So you you haven't seen this, but when would we when we did Tekken, it went to game five, and we kicked each other at the same time and lost the same amount of health at the same time, and we got a double KO screen, which I've literally never seen before. So it's not even like it went to time. We just were both equally matched. But um, I, I, I joked in that episode that Tekken 3 was the first time on the show we didn't play an obscure fighting game from someone's childhood. I'd argue Tekken 3 was the only like well-known fighting game that we did. And I was hoping to continue the trend of like, oh, maybe we'll do like a Street Fighter or Marvel versus, Com- uh, Marvel versus Capcom. And here you come with a Japanese exclusive video game that you don't even have, your cousin had, that he needed a switch in the back of his GameCube to use. And now we're using a fan mod to make it English and balanced patch and it's a Discord community. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love this. I never would have found this game if not for you.
1: (laughs) So there was always more time, always more Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom players. That has a lot of time in the sun. Mm -hmm. A lot of these games that you'll see at Evo later this year, good for them. But what what about the true essence of gaming when you actually have to make an effort to play the dang thing? And for retro enthusiasts, we all know the struggle if it's not being touted and marketed heavily by the developer, the publisher, they just drop it like it's hot. They don't care about the game anymore as soon as they're on to the next thing. And there are a lot of people in this world who are perfectly content to buy the latest, to have the greatest, mm-hmm. to be able to say, hey, look, it's so shiny and it plays so great and I'm really good at it already and I'm better than everyone else. Like, that. that's kind of how I perceive not, not in a, in, not exclusively, but I know that a lot of people who played Brawl moved on to Smash Four, moved mm-hmm. on to Ultimate. But with each of those generations, are also kids who have no idea that two thousand six was a real year that people really actually did live in. Because some of these kids who are thirteen years old were born in the year twenty ten, Mikey. So we're older than that. We've lived back in those days, back in those times. And we have games from our childhood that might be a little bit harder to get to, but once we get to them, it's the feel of the game, it's the look of the game, it's the mechanics of the game, because I feel like we can all agree that certain mechanics get nerfed or dropped entirely mm-hmm. because it's quote-unquote too hard to do, or the game's a little bit difficult to get into, the, the, skill, the skill floor is too mm-hmm. high, and then the skill ceiling is even higher. Uh, this game is annoying. Naruto Clash Super Clash okay. of Ninja Four is is very hard to string together more than just basic combos. I've watched a couple of videos on YouTube and I'm trying to copy what the player is doing, and so far I can't do it because I'm just really bad at the game. But as soon as I can get some of these combos that are more complicated strung together, I'm gonna feel so serotonin heavy i'm just gonna collapse (laughs) of happiness so i look forward to it's the same thing with melee once you get good with melee which i i haven't but i i can do a couple of advanced techniques you start to feel like oh my gosh this feels amazing that's how Mm -hmm. you feel so i i kind of view view this game in the in the the same light there's there are some similarities at the very least
0: yeah just like that's part of the reasons why i love this podcast is because people come up with these amazing stories of like, oh, I used to play at my cousin's house or like my mom bought this for me on my fifth birthday and I, and I grew up with it. And it's really cool. Cause I'm like discovering these games that, that I've never even heard of. I, I never would have played before. And I played a little bit of this game uh, earlier today with you. And just like, it's a lot of fun. I I'm, I'm excited to like, like dig into it and get good. And just like, I have spent so much of my life playing a children's party game in, different comic book shop basements, and the game was released over two decades ago. So I, I totally get what it's like to be like, this is a game I grew up with. I'm never dropping it, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm looking here, and like, I'm good to go, unless there's anything else uh, that, that you want to bring up that you want to address. I figured uh, we'll head into the break, and then we, when we come back, we'll talk more about the game. Yes, indeed. I
1: think something that you can tease is I will record it for myself and put it somewhere on the internet of our matches. So you can, at least for those of you who have previously said, Hey, Mikey, you know, O2 Heroes, super cool. Is there a chance we can see the gameplay? Now, maybe it's not always possible. And maybe you can just appreciate the fact that the moment happened and you can't be there to witness it and that's okay but this time i think i for myself i at the very least want to record see how i play the game from the third eye perspective once mm-hmm. we're done so it'll be somewhere on the internet eventually i think it's just going on my youtube channel honestly I, hey i normally yeah. do smash podcasts but here's a naruto <laughs> game match if you want to watch that
0: i super appreciate you, you recording it on your end so I, I recorded the footage of the first two episodes we did, but the last episode that came out, the Tekken episode, we had some tech issues, and I didn't end up recording any of that because of the tech issues. So, like, no one can go back and watch the Tekken game, but I'm going to try and record it on my end, and maybe if that doesn't work, do you still have a record on your end? So regardless of what happens, folks, there is going to be video footage of, of this out there. You don't have to worry about it. Even if I mess it up again, Jesse's got me covered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right you have something to look forward to but otherwise we're going to play it according to tournament rules Mm -hmm. so it's basically a best three out of five kind of standard stuff that you might come across if you're a video game fighting enthusiast best three out of five always the format always the move unless you do show matches but we'll just do best three out of five and when we have a winner we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how fun the game is to play and we're going to go from there, Mikey. Good luck. Have fun. All that stuff.
0: I, you're you're such a sweet competitor. Good luck. Have fun. I I, I love that that spirit of competition. Thank you. And talk uh, nice, play mean. Oh, oh I, I'm gonna start using that. I've never. I like that. Talk <laughs> nice, play mean. And uh, listeners at home, stick around for a quick quick ad break, and then when we come right back, we'll have more Naruto Super Clash of the Ninjas four.
1: I like to creep around my home and act like a goblin. I don't know why, but I just enjoy doing this. Maybe it's my way of dealing with stress, or something, but I just do it about once every week. Generally, I'll carry around a sack and creep around in a sort of crouch-walking position making goblin noises. Then I'll walk around my house and pick up various different trinkets and put them in my bag, while saying stuff like, I'll be having that, and laughing maniacally in my goblin voice. Trinkets can include anything, from tish I find on the ground, to cutlery, or other utensils. The other day, I was talking with my neighbors, and they mentioned hearing weird noises, like what I wrote about, and I was just internally screaming the entire conversation. I'm 99% sure, They don't know it's me, but gosh, that 1% chance is seriously weighing on my mind.
0: Welcome back everybody. I hope you enjoyed that ad about goblins. I hope you don't have to deal with goblins in your day-to-day life. Um, but if you do have to worry about goblins and you need a little bit of a pick me up, feel free to go check out the YouTube video of the match we just played. Uh I'm gonna spoiler it real quick. Jesse absolutely destroyed me. We did a three out of five. I didn't I didn't win a single game. He's so good at this game.
1: Wait, 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 wait. You got within one of those games you did get one point.
0: Oh, did I? Okay, I thought I didn't get any. Okay.
1: You got a point. <laughs> okay.
0: So so I won one round out of three out of 10. So I have, I have a 10% success rate in this game.
1: <laughs> no, you have you have good fundies and you were putting together your combos nicely and you had great dodges. I think what what is challenging for a lot of fighting games is the person who approaches first allows the other person to react from there and when you are not entirely sure how to deal with the person you're playing against their mm-hmm. gimmicks and then their timing, it's kind of tough because you're going, well, I could just kind of Bob and weave and wait for them to, to yeah. attack me first. But if you don't know how to use your character a hundred percent, or if you don't know how they're going to approach you, because the game does nuance down to a level where, mm-hmm. and this happened a few times while we were playing, you probably didn't notice, but I tried to hit you, but by, you did a sweeping leg kick you would do that just in neutral i'm not talking about your sweeping leg kick yeah, yeah. from getting up i'm talking about in neutral you would do that and you would duck underneath my punch and hit me so there's there there are like nuances and 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 gets a little bit deeper the further you go along but since i've been When we decided to do this, I started practicing combos, and I swear, when I tell you it took me 45 minutes to do my first actual (laughs) combo, I'm not lying when I'm telling you that it took me 45 minutes. I have the recording (laughs) to prove it. It was so beyond frustrating to try to figure out the timing, but Mm -hmm. then, to your point, once you figure it out, it starts to feel like a game that you're actually playing instead of going, this makes no sense. So it's been super fun to kind of understand that for the first time. When I played it as a kid, I just mashing B. I don't yeah. really know what dodging or substituting is, so I was just I'm just going. Why do I keep losing? And <laughs> my because my cousins they all know how to dodge. They know <laughs> how to substitute Jutsu. <laughs> so I I was I I was very happy with how the games went, but I
0: could mm-hmm. understand from your perspective going, should have caught Jesse before he practiced <laughs> this freaking game too much. <laughs> So so I was going into it and like I knew my combo game wasn't gonna be very strong. So I was trying to focus on a more defensive game. I was trying to do a lot of like the 3D sidesteps, trying to go like above or below you, so I missed the punch. I was trying to do a lot of the sub-jutsu you were talking about. I also tried to do I don't know what the move's called, but the, the character I was playing as my down A shoots out like a spider web that keeps you stuck and it also gives a little bit of distance. You get stuck at the end of the spider web and I was trying to do that to try and keep some distance and then maybe I can like do a very basic combo. I didn't have any of the fancy combos that you had um, but the character I played as, I have his name here, I played as Tito Maru uh, most of the games and he's essentially Spider-Man and I'm a big (laughs) Spider-Man fan so I thought that was really cool. I'm just like swinging around with, yeah. with no, no ceiling, no cave. I don't know what I'm swinging from. I'm just shooting the clouds and, and swinging by. But
1: <laughs> it it doesn't matter. You, when your character enters the game to enter the fight, you come down from the yeah from the clouds in this particular map that we played for Naruto fans. Final Valley. There's a waterfall. It's beautiful. Little the music's cool but yeah when you're coming onto the screen coming down from a non-existent ceiling or 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 cave ceiling super fun and i'm playing as naruto i'm a basic boy and even though naruto for the enthusiasts out there who would look up a tier list is not a top tier character i think the basic combos some of the more advanced ones are really fun once you learn them so mm-hmm. I I like other characters in this game, but I think I connect with Naruto the most. And then, this is not the same across the entire cast. Some characters don't have this elevated stage of like using their chakra to sort of do like a power up during a point. But I have that ability as Naruto. I mean, Kakashi has that, and and Sasuke, Rock Lee, Might Guy, the the characters like that have this Mm -hmm. ability to sort of like power up by using chakra and then their supers become powered up and their move sets change a little bit. So that's fun as well just to have like that little layer to kind of surprise people with maybe not necessarily the the OGs of the community but <laughs> But it, it's it's cool because it changes your move set slightly, so it does feel like not that you're playing a brand new character or anything. Consider it like Fox and Falco from Melee. Yeah. What if you were playing Falco and all of a
0: sudden you could power up into Fox <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's and switch a, it up yeah. during a stock? That'd be really fun. That that's a, that's a really fun way to describe it. That that's really good. Um, I don't know if you remember this. I I, I forget who it was, but there was a Melee modder who made a mod of the game. That every time you downbeat as one of the spaces, it changed you to the other spacey. So you could do combo switching back and forth from both of them every time you pulled out a shine, which I thought was really funny.
1: That is really cool. I don't know that mod at all, actually, so I have to look that up.
0: But um, so you mentioned the tier list, and, and I, I wanted you to know I'm not ignoring you when I was on my phone. I was pulling up the tier list. I, I'm not. I'm not a not an impolite host. But um, so, so I was looking at this and. This has, despite being a mod, uh, we mentioned the first segment, it has a fairly dedicated competitive fan base. Um, There's a big tournament happening at the end of this month at Combo Breaker, which I'm going to watch because I'm now aware of this game, and it seems a lot of fun. And it doesn't look like there's any bad characters. It looks like it's like S, A, B, and C tier, so there's no like ever like really bad ones. But we both picked, I picked someone in the worst tier and then you picked naruto who's in the second worst tier and you you picked naruto just because you like naruto i picked my guy because he looks like spider-man but normally just because i'm playing for such a short amount of time i only have like two or three weeks to practice this um i'll try and play as like one of the best characters in the game but i, I have no attachment to any of these characters i was going through it and i'm just like huh they're just not fun to play as. I, I like swinging around as Spider-Man, so I'm going to stick with that. That's but exactly I, right. You got to connect to your character. hmm And um, I, I, I don't know a lot of Naruto. I'm looking at this list. I can't even tell you any of the top tiers. Um, I think I can tell you four Naruto characters, and they're all like the kids that were introduced in the first two episodes of the show that I watched a decade and a half ago when it first came out on like Fox Kids or whatever.
1: (laughs) No, it totally, totally makes sense. I've only been learning some of the names of the other characters but just because of repeat exposure. mm -hmm. Uh, But one of my secondaries, or one of the other characters I enjoy playing as, two of them are in the S tier. Nice. I I can kind of feel the difference, but... It's because of specific moves uh, or special moves that those characters have in the S tier that allows them to cover more options. So there's a character named Tamari and her gimmick is having this ginormous fan. And I'm not talking, oh, it's a cutesy little fan that's like 12 inches big. This fan is literally like a guitar case made of (laughs) metal that she can hit you with and she can cause air waves that are both projectiles and then she can cover substitution jutsu's if she hits you and you try to substitute behind her to either attack her or just to simply substitute behind her she can use her fan to like cause not a shockwave but just an air wave that will catch substitutions which oh, is wow. dummy busted because yes. if you can cover that option what what are you supposed to do defensively other than block? And if you keep doing that, then she can open you up by grabbing you or breaking your shield and and so on, breaking your block because you can break the block if you hit it enough times. Anyway. That that would be one reason why she's in the S tier. She can S-tier. cover substitutes yes i watched i watched a grand finals from combo breaker 2022 Mm -hmm. and the person who won used tamari and yeah covering the substitutions (laughs) with that i thought okay well now i understand why she's up there um i I don't know all the reasons why The, the the person who's like rated as the absolute best that's the character who controls the puppet so you're essentially fighting against two characters okay And if you try to use a super on him, he can put the puppet in front of himself and you'll hit the puppet instead, which does no damage to him. Oh, And you're doing your your super on the puppet instead and that's not great because you're using all of your chakra to do that. It does no damage to your opponent. The only thing that it does is take some of his chakra, but please, I mean, I think most of us will trade chakra for not getting hit by a super.
0: Yes, yes, most definitely. And uh, that's like one of the things that I liked about this. I think like there's a lot of characters in, in in this game. I'm looking at it now, and there's maybe there's maybe th- close to thirty characters, give or take. And at least the the handful that I played as, they all felt like unique and had their own style. Like at one game, so two games, I played as Spider Man, and one of them I played as this character. I don't know if it's Karasu or Karasu. I don't know where the the accent goes in a Japanese name. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, maybe Rick can go ahead and correct me because I know he's studying. Japanese but he, he's just like a straight up puppet and just he had strings coming out of his body again going to nowhere going up to the clouds and he's just like zipping around with like flailing arms because c- he's a puppet and just like he was fun to play he's just like an oddball character just like yeah you know what this is quirky but I'm having a good time I'm enjoying it <laughs> Uh, it was super tricky to
1: figure out over the yeah. first uh, couple of points because they're going, I keep getting a hit, but then the puppet ignores me hitting it and hits <laughs> me
0: back. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was but just also very frustrating. I was just standing there tanking a couple like I guess there's like an issue with like hit stun with that character. where just like if you hit one of my dead arms and not a real arm. So like you hit me, it doesn't affect me. I just wah, wah, and I just come out of nowhere and get you. But yeah. uh, now are outside of this game, are you a Naruto fan?
1: no my siblings are though so when they're playing with me my sister juliet and my brother blake they're playing with me and they're going oh okay yeah this is so cool oh but this is not accurate to the anime (laughs) (laughs) so most of the time they're going oh this is cool this is cool that's not accurate oh but it's wrong (laughs) (laughs) so it seemed like they kind of aimed for like 85 percent accuracy and took a few liberties
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so so normally i ask the guest if they had to if they were in charge of the roster, if you had to add a character, who would you add? And I always make the stipulation, if it doesn't have to be a character. It can be like a playstyle. if you want someone to fight a certain way. Um, and seeing as how you aren't super familiar with Naruto, you might take one of those options. But imagine you were in charge of this mod, and you got to add someone to it. Do you have any idea of who you would add? Probably a character
1: from the later on part of the anime, because this only uh. covers the first couple hundred episodes i mean this goes as far as the
0: i'm sorry uh, first couple hundred epi- how many episodes are there The couple almost hundred a thousand
1: what?
0: there's a thousand episodes of naruto
1: <laughs> unfortunately yes there's a lot of filler episodes there's a lot of recap episodes there's a reason why i haven't watched this show It took my, <laughs> it took my brother and sister months to go through that and it's not because they were going like one episode a week necessarily mm-hmm. they burn through five or whatever at a time once a week maybe but at that pace you still can't get through the series very fast yeah so when michael b jordan was asked about oh what are some good starter animes he named one piece which has a bajillion episodes naruto which has a bajillion episodes dragon ball z which has a bajillion episodes, the only one that he named that I would consider an actual beginner mm-hmm. anime, starter anime, is Hunter x Hunter, because that's, I don't think that's more than 150 episodes, and it it moves along at a pretty good pace. There are some slow parts, but the true best beginner anime, in my opinion, is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, because yes. that's 60. That's like 63 episodes.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking at it now, I'm not much of an anime person, um, I, I'm aware of some of it, I watched... All of Full Metal Alchemist, except the last season, I have to get back to it. But that's also my go-to, just because it's not too obscure, it's kind of mainstream, it's a little bit of everything. It's only 60 episodes, so you can like get through that. Um, I have it here. Uh, Naruto is a total of 720 episodes. One Piece is 1,061 episodes. I, I would never recommend either of those as a starter anime. Oh, you wanna check out the genre? Here's a thousand episode show to check out. Go go watch Full Metal. Or like um Neon Genesis is it gets a little weird. It might not be for everyone, but that's like twenty-two episodes and a movie. You you can do that like in a few weeks. Go check that out.
1: <laughs> and that's and that's that that's that's if you if you play this game and you are not a Naruto fan, you will find, oh, this is just a fun game to play mm-hmm. and because that's me. Cause I I've watched probably only 50 episodes. I tapped out after that. And that's, that's me. So if you, if you, if you are, are me kind of a person, mm-hmm. you'll just find, oh, I like the look of this character. Oh, and they're really fun to play. And there's, almost 40 characters, by the way. So there, there, there's a lot of different varieties and styles that you can play as. I mean, if I were to do anything to change this game significantly, I would probably have the characters be even more unique within themselves to the anime, what, for whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. I don't know okay. how Naruto gets more unique because he uses a lot of substitution jutsu. That's, that's his thing. Yeah. And... I wouldn't know for other characters how specifically, but that would be the only thing I would say is make the characters even more unique because there's a certain, I don't want to say like universal universal stuff. It's not quite all one-to-one. Every character feels the same because we've been establishing that it's Mm -hmm. not. But I think if they went for even more uniqueness, that would be just fine in my eyes i think that there's a certain there are certain rules that all the characters do try to follow to a certain Mm -hmm. extent before they start to branch out into what makes them unique i mean their startup for the super are pretty much the same across the entire cast and that'd be cool Mm -hmm. for supers to be initiated differently or to have half supers i mean there's 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 different ways to think about it but it, it is cool because there's there, there is there are characters who can charge up into a powered up state by using chakra instead of using a super right away. There are other characters who can take away your opponent's chakra by hitting oh, that's them. That's cool. Yeah, with certain attacks. So there are differences. So I, I am saying there are differences. But I'd say maybe like throw a little bit more sauce on top, and that would probably make me even happier. But playing the game, I, it feels different when I play with different people. So. Mm-hmm. I'm happy enough with that because it's the same way with Melee. When you play yeah. Melee with somebody versus another person, you're playing not a completely different game, but you you have to vastly change up yeah. what you're doing from someone who mains Peach versus someone who mains Falco or or Marth or Fa- Falcon. So it changes a lot. When you play this game, when you play the Naruto game, I, I played against uh, Juliet and Blake. I played against you. And each person feels really, really different to play mm-hmm. versus, and they're different characters. My brother found the cheapest character in the game, <laughs> who can just substitute behind you for free instead of using chakra to do it, which oh. I think is super dumb. But that's 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 the character that he picked, and it uh, really forces me to get better at uh, avoiding attacks from behind.
0: So. Oh, I I would have used that character if I knew that was a thing. I was trying to I was trying to substitute two, two all <laughs> over the place. That's my whole yeah. game plan. <laughs>
1: So uh, overall, it's been fun to get back into this game, and I will hope to catch Combo Breaker live because I think for for the Naruto Super Clash of Ninja 4 community, for the Scon 4 community, Combo Breaker is their biggest tournament. This is their mm-hmm. Super Bowl for, for yeah. sports fans out there. This is where most or all of the community will show up, and they get crossover from other FGC players. Other FGC players will enter the brackets sometimes as well. I think... The one player that was in Grand Finals last year, I think, was someone who doesn't necessarily play this game all the time. And the other person who did win was like a regular Naruto player or or somebody was in top eight that was not necessarily a Naruto player. But, you know, you if you play Tekken from another game, yeah. or if you play Soul Calibur, this game feels very similar. You You are on a 3D plane that you do move about but you are majority focusing on your opponent like it's more of a 2D so in the way that smash is 2.5D i would mm-hmm. describe this as a 2.7D it is <laughs> it is it is pretty much 3D but it's not as if you can go left and right fluidly off of the what is it the z axis or is it the x axis that i'm referencing
0: the uh, the z axis
1: yeah, to to move along the x plane, that that's not necessarily a fluid thing. You mostly just go towards your opponent or mm-hmm. you go away from your opponent. You can sidestep, but that that's pretty much it. The wall, the the gameplay around the walls are, are interesting because you can't fly off the level like in Smash. So you can yeah. essentially corner somebody. That that creates some really fun situations. And overall, yeah, like I said, really fun game.
0: Yeah, that's also a distinction from. From Soul Calibur, and I think Tekken, maybe not Tekken, but definitely Soul Calibur, where, like, in, in Soul Calibur, you can get, like, a ring out. So just, like, similar to Smash, you win the round if you can force your opponent off the stage. That, that like, counts as, like, a as, as a loss for them. But they don't have that. There's an invisible wall. So you just get stuck in the corner, and you have to either get out or just take the combo and just deal deal with it afterwards, which is a I I think... It would be interesting with the ring out but i also think that would like vastly change the game of and maybe i think like me swinging in with my spider-man swing and just like kicking you i feel like that would be a big move to just get you off the edge and i feel like <laughs> that that could be like detrimental it could be cheap like, like like in a few ways but i like the fact that because you're stuck on the circle it forces you to get out of the corner similar to like other traditional fighting games
1: I think there are certain moves that are just supposed to launch you across the stage They're That's their that's their mechanic. Mm-hmm. They're not moves that keep you close to the opponent. They're they're supposed to literally launch you. And if you're next to a wall, you kind of just float. there, getting yeah. quote unquote launched, but that allows you to follow up with a combo. Whereas if you're not cornered, you get a
0: chance to get a respite. But um, so I I say this every episode, but it's true every episode. I had so much more fun playing against you, playing with an actual person, than I did just beating up computers like like in <laughs> practice mode. So I, I had a lot of fun playing this, and it's definitely something I'm gonna keep an eye out for for Combo Breaker. I'm going to I normally tune into like a couple games of Combo Breaker, but I'm gonna try and watch a lot of it. I'm interested. I'm interested in getting into more traditional fighting games outside of Smash, and Combo Breaker is great because they have like. Twenty tournaments going on, and then they have like thirty and all the
1: community tournaments. And they, have, that like they have thirty yeah.
0: community events going, on, which yes. which I think is super cool. I, I love the whole community aspect uh, of Combo Breaker. But um, and the cool thing about this game is because it's a mod, it's still in active development, and like maybe one of the long term plans is to make the characters more unique, like they were saying. But they specifically said they're not doing any major changes until after Combo Breaker because they want people to be able to practice. So. Um, I think you sent me an update to this game, and the only thing they changed was they added more more costumes to it. Right. Uh, but maybe a year down the line, two years down the line, they'll add some of those changes to make the characters more unique. Those uh, super animations, slightly different like, like you were talking about. So who knows? Maybe eventually it'll be the perfect game for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's al- It already feels like a really fun game. I don't th- know how much fun I would have playing it during a top eight. But mm-hmm. playing it as a as a friendly game or doing some friendly best of fives, it's really fun. It's cool to try to figure out what your opponent is doing and then countermeasures, figuring out how to punish them when they're trying to get up. And do you get up by rolling? Do you get mm-hmm. up by doing a sweeping kick as you're waking up? That it's it's cool to figure yeah. out how to how to do all of those and make your openings count because that is a big deal it's like in melee if you get an open up if you start a combo you need to be able to show the opponent i can take this hit to the distance so that yeah. way in neutral they respect you more they are they tread around more carefully which then allows you to be more aggressive so mm-hmm. you, i can feel those pushes and pulls which this is just not in every game or, or in mm-hmm. every genre i i don't want to talk smack on certain genres but it's just so much fun to have call them
0: out i'm here to no. make enemies I'll, I'll at them i'll tag them on twitter call, call them out by name there's someone you don't like this is the podcast we're making beef. i hate call i, I hate
1: the mr caffeine guy but other than <laughs> that
0: i mean i just
1: <laughs> i just don't like games where you have to take turns essentially mm-hmm. uh, board games irl uh, or, or or magic or in 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 the gaming world um uh i guess pokemon would be one example but i don't even know i haven't played a single new pokemon game past the year 2000 i I've, the last one i played was pokemon stadium 2 on the n64 oh, wow. so okay yeah it's been a while but there's just certain games where you don't or, or in single-player mode, where you don't mm-hmm. get active feedback from the person that you're playing against, and I don't know, it. I don't think of myself as dancing with the other person so much as like playing this really fast-paced game of chess. I always love those games okay. where you're playing a fast-paced version of chess, where there are more than just one or two things happening. It's it's dozens of different things happening. Um, and and to use Naruto as an example, because the people who are listening to this are hopefully also watching our match and Mm -hmm. seeing that there are different ways to approach. There are different ways to react to your opponent when you realize, oh, they have low chakra. I can just go in right now, especially if I can make it count. But the other person who has low chakra knows this and says, oh, I can force them to whiff and then I punish by hitting them right after that and I can get my chakra back. That that is a specific scenario and you multiply that times all the other scenarios. Mm -hmm. That that what feels to me is the most engaging gaming experience. When there's when there's Almost too many things happening because the more you get into it and the more you understand, it it feels like driving a car because driving a car Mm -hmm. is you're not just moving forward, turn, get to place. You have to be you have to be aware of the other drivers. You have to be aware of Mm -hmm. traffic signs. You have to be aware of how the road Works because there's certain intersections, and and we're both near Philly. We understand driving yeah. around Philadelphia. Some of these intersections, dude. So there are oh. there are so many different things happening while driving. That's why I find driving to be really fun to do, even though it's it's kind of like ugh, I'm going to work, but I still have fun in a certain way because it feels engaging. So that'd be how I would try
0: to describe it to other people listening. Uh, you mentioned it. You like games that are like fast paced chess. I forget the name of it, but have you seen the new chess fighting game that's coming out?
1: Oh my gosh! You, you, you yes. Uh, okay, shout us out to Wisely who posted this onto Twitter or retweeted the original tweet and going yet another game for me to get into. And Wisely, <laughs> for those who don't know, is the is our royalty of getting into other platform fighters mm-hmm. and into these games that are just mixing genres like chess and uh, fighting games yeah. so uh, when i saw that from wisely i am going okay wisely we got to get you on commentary for that too because yeah. no <laughs> one commentates no one
0: commentates more games than wisely does <laughs> no i remember one time they tweeted out um like the resume of games that they've done like commentary for it, and they made like a graphic for it and i'm, I'm like you've done commentary for like more games than like like i've played it like not just like in my competitive career but like in my lifespan. You, you have a tier list of 30 <laughs> games that you've done top eights for? Come on.
1: <laughs> no one's more versatile than Mr. Wisely. Yeah.
0: So so that was very fun. I'm, I'm excited for that game to come out. And being as how this is on an emulator, it's it's for the GameCube, um, we're playing it on the computers on Dolphin, I don't know if you came across this, this problem, but this problem came up the very first time I was... I, the first episode I did, where someone pitched, hey, let's do... Air Guys, God of the Rings, or like Fighter of the, something like that. And I would play for 20 minutes, get bored. I was like, ah, I'd rather play Slippy. And I switch over to Melee because it's all on the, the same PC. And these are both on Dolphin. So I would get maybe 20, 30 minutes into practice and then be like, mm, I'd rather play Melee. So so I would swap over. And in a segment, I'm still trying to come up with a name for maybe Pass and Smash. I don't know yet. But did you, did you have the same issue? Like argument's sake, you're going to to someone's house for a party, and you can bring Melee or Scon 4. what are you bringing? Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> it's just breaking the system. That's, a,
1: that's the thing, isn't it? Because with Nintendo on the Wii, once you get Homebrew,
0: <laughs> you could just load it all on the same SD you can card.
1: Just put it all on the same SD card. So when I went to, I was I was at an event during my Naruto training arc for this, and I brought both. You know, playing played melee for the majority of the time, and then after the tournament was over, after crew battles was over, I was like, Does anybody want to play Naruto with me? (laughs) Someone's (laughs) like, What's what they made a Naruto fighting game, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. This is like melee, but even deeper underground. So, got them playing, and then we did doubles with it. It was me, and that's cool, yeah, yeah. Playing doubles is interesting because you can target switch, so sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just two 1v1s happening at the same time but you can also switch with two people trying to go in on one person and even though your teammate is still there they're going wait what's going on why are you sw- you're switching away from me and you're attacking my team what so it's it's uh, super fun to do doubles and the camera makes mm-hmm. it so infuriating because oh, I you know you, you know how the angling of the camera changes your stick inputs so mm-hmm. Yes. You think you're blocking, but as soon as the camera flips around because someone gets launched or whatever, it's a big stage that then, <laughs> then then you realize, oh, I'm not blocking anymore. No, I'm getting opened up No! <laughs> and it's just super. It, it feels like um, playing two v two in melee just because of how it gets a little chaotic. Yeah. And then you finally get down to the two v one. That's impossible. That's harder. That's harder in Naruto than it is in melee to is win it? a two v one because you can't. You can't like deal with two people attacking you at once it's almost yeah. impossible to to win a 2v1 there at least in melee you can kind of like dodge around as certain characters i'm not saying everybody has the ability to do this mm-hmm. but you know peach can float around fox can run yeah. around falco could just spam lasers like oh, please let me just get lucky and win this 2v1 <laughs> but in naruto i feel like ah i just move so slowly compared to melee that it's tough to dodge around everything you get hit and then you're just kind of screwed over because there's no team damage so they could just spam at you and they
0: won't have to worry about hitting each other hitting each other yeah uh in a in a similar case but kind of the opposite of what you just said where you brought this to a melee tournament i think last week on monday i went to a brewery in south jersey because they were hosting an ultimate tournament there's not really that much of a melee scene in south jersey and i'm like it's the first time I have, like, off on a Monday. I'm not doing anything. I'll go get a drink. Maybe I can, like, convince them to run melee there. And I go, I I get mollywopped because I don't play ultimate. I go 0-2. I get, I do real bad. And everyone's like, oh, is this your first tournament? I'm like, no, I, I play melee. I don't play this game. And then one of the TOs overheard me. He was like, oh, are you the melee player? I'm like, yep, that's me. He was like, great, hold on. And then... He busted out his GameCube and set up Melee on one of the TVs for me. He was like, hey, you want to play? I was like, yes. Thank you, Mr. Tio. Set, set that Melee up. And then I kind of, after going 0-2, I'm just like hang, hanging around with a beer in my hand. And I'm trying to convince people to come over and play Melee with me. But they're all Ultimate players. And they're still all in bracket because I was the first person to get eliminated. I'm like, no, guys, play this. This, this, this is fun. I promise you, come in and play this. <laughs> um We have a minute to talk
1: about our Lord and Savior, Mango.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because someone came over. They play Ultimate. I was like, oh, you want to play? I was like, no, I don't know anything about Melee. I've never played. The only thing I know about Melee is u king LOL. I was like, yep, he's a Melee player. You got it. Um, But it's cool because they brought that for the tournament. But on the first floor, the brewery has their own 64, and they have a Smash 64 cartridge. So next time I go... I might just play be- Pay Venue to get into like the tournament and then try and set up a side bracket for melee in 64 <laughs> instead.
1: Just taking two different consoles, two different yeah. mods because Smash Remix is really really fun to play. Oh, it's still so fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but um I only have um one thing left in my notes, but is there anything you want to talk about more of a game? Uh, is there anything more you want to talk about this game? Anything you wanted to, to bring up about Super Clash of Ninjas 4?
1: No, I don't think so. We we got to cover a lot about the game. We gave the community a shout-out. I, I do really appreciate devs continually developing because mm-hmm. Smash Remix or Team Kenya, all these people, they got to mm-hmm. get their start from somewhere. And with modding a game, you're dealing with code that has been put out and very rigid in a certain way and you don't get the master source coding and that kind of thing for these games so how do you manipulate it to do what you want and project m is the most famous version of a modded game that i think most people would be aware of even if you're not necessarily a nintendo person if you've ever been around gameplay of of different mm-hmm. of different games, different mods. I mean, I guess Gary's mod would be something else that a lot of people would recognize. Um, all that to say, developers who continually work at this, it might be a slow start or maybe mm-hmm. they're only able to do certain things at the beginning. but when you give them a few years and if they continue to have the passion and drive to figure out, oh, now we can do this, that that's just how it all starts and and melee or Brawl into PM, now with Ultimate, doing HDR. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was a fairly limited mod at first, and they're just starting to open up ever so slightly more and more. I'm really excited to see where HDR will be in a few years, because I don't know that we're going to get another new Smash game because of of Sakurai's kind of, like... (laughs) He's kind. Of, feels like he's kind of moved on, but uh, you know, the, the he tried to move on from every single Smash game mm-hmm. since Melee, and every single time, some from Nintendo says, "Oh, let's do a Melee release for the Wii with online play." And that's that was the original conversation before really? he started making Brawl. Uh, Satoru Uwada, I think, was the one who approached him and said, "I know that, I know that you don't necessarily want to make another Smash game, but let's let's port it over. Let's add online and." instead we got brawl
0: <laughs> I, I remember then we got smash yeah. 4, and then we got ultimate uh I, I remember i remember with brawl i remember reading this that they announced at like e3 or like some convention that there's a new smash bros coming out a sequel to melee and sakurai was like what i, I didn't know about this and then, <laughs> and then like the next week someone hit him up it was like hey this is what we're working on we want you to run it we just had to announce it for like Maybe it wasn't a developer's. Maybe it's like an investor's meeting. They're just like, we just needed something to announce. We did that, but please, we want you to come back for it. But
1: um, that's so scummy, poor yeah. Sakura, <laughs> no,
0: poor Sakura. <laughs> uh, but like you were saying, that it's it's a mod. You got to start from somewhere. I think it's super cool that not only it's it's like a community passion project. It's a bunch of people who love this game that were passionate and interested in about it, and they go. We want to make this better for everyone. And it started off as a small community patch. And then it started off as a small competitive community, just of people who love this. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And it's just, it's so fun to see people put so much time into these smaller games that you might not know for no other reason besides they just love it. And there's just something fun about seeing someone put that much energy and effort and time into something that's literally just a passion project for them. Like, no one's making money from this. It's a it's a mod for a game that came out in 2004 as a Japanese, a Japanese exclusive for the GameCube. But 20 years later, here we are. They go, I love this. I want other people to love this. I'm trying to make it better and accessible for you. And I think there's just something so pure about that. Just like, even if I haven't played the game, even if I don't like the mod, just there's something about it on principle that I can get behind. I was like, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing.
1: Yeah, we we obviously understand as melee players when when there's when there's a community that's trying to make a game continually exist in the minds of the gaming sphere. We 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 just they're they're just like us for real for real. I, I I definitely feel that kinship to the Scon Four community. Super happy that the one I feel like there's not a lot of games that are Japanese exclusive releases that I somehow got to play as a child. That when I looked up. Oh, wait, there is there is a scene around this that's active and they're modding yeah. it. That's crazy. So it, it feels uh, very fortuitous. It was just meant to be just, you know, 20 years-ish separated from one to the other. Super funny that way.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a very lucky break for you. Just like all of the stars sat to align for this one game to end up on your lap one day. <laughs>
1: So it's been really fun to play. So shouts out to the people developing the game continually and to the community for keeping it going,
0: yeah. Shout outs to the devs. I'm gonna have a link to their website and their discord in the show notes. If anybody's interested in playing this, you have to, like, you have to find the game on your own. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotations. You have to find mm-hmm. the game. And then they mm-hmm. have a patch on their website that you can do. and the discord's active if you want to like ask for tips or like do net play with them. It's super cool. I'll include all of those in the notes if anybody wants to get into this, despite being a fan mod of a Japanese exclusive game from 20 years ago, this might be the most accessible game we've had on the show so far because it's super easy, like four clicks and boom, you're online, you're playing this game. So I definitely recommend everybody to check it out. Um, I'm going to thank Jesse for for being on the show. I'm going to give you a chance to shout your podcast out again. I know we didn't spend enough time doing that the first half.
1: Um, I- <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, i uh-huh. just kind of keep it nice and short and sweet because if I tell you there's a link tree, and if I tell you you put cipher zero zero three after the link tree thing, then you're gonna pull up everything that you need for finding me. So, if you want to catch bottom of the smash mountain on your favorite podcasting platform, except for. What's that in one place that I hate? They wanted me, Stitcher Premium wanted me to make an account with them before uploading the RSS feed, so I said no. Mm -hmm. But every other podcast platform, you can find me on there, and you can find me on YouTube doing the podcast for Bottom of the Smash Mountain, and I like to have all kinds of people on that's it. You just you just do the link tree. You'll you'll find that you'll find more than enough episodes of melee related podcasting for you to listen to. There are over two hundred and forty episodes. We're almost at two fifty.
0: Yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot. If you want an entryway, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I know Mikey. I like Mikey. I've been on two episodes. Um, I'd recommend one more than the other, just because I recorded that with the podcast mic. I recorded the other one with my headset in a truck at three a.m., which is super fun. We talked about some Nintendo drama. Um, yeah. But if if you want to like do a deep dive and like get into like some real like melee stuff, like outside of me, um, I think all of the interviews you've done with the Melee stats members are super good. Um, I'm I'm blanking on the name. Is it is it Nathan Sandwich who who is the TO for Genesis? nathan sandwich is one of the tos for genesis absolutely that's that's a really good one i i know i know they've been on the show a few times but i think their most their most recent one came out a few months ago i think really good i I really enjoyed that one and i think that'll be like a cool if you know nothing about melee you can hear them talk about melee and then hear them talk about like one of the biggest most important events like in competitive melee history and get like a little bit of a entry point not just into the podcast but into like the competitive scene for melee that we've talked about i know this is a naruto episode but i feel like we spent half the time talking about melee but that's what happens when you get when two melee fans on a podcast together so if you want to check that out (laughs) go, go listen to the nathan sandwich episode any of them the most recent one the first one doesn't matter they're all amazing
1: shout out to Nathan Sandwich. And Mikey, thank you for having me on for a real gaming uh, episode. We, <laughs> got to, we got to expose you to Bluey for the first time in your yes. life. That was really fun. But it's nice to be on O2 Heroes. This is a really fun format. You get to play a new game. You get to have people come on and talk about... Games that they played in their childhood, and and for me, I, I hadn't played in in years and years and years. But getting back into has been really fun, and following along with yet another community that's under the thumb of the developer, yeah. <laughs> and we're just we're just trying to be out here making the game better for ourselves, and ain't nothing wrong with that. But. <laughs> uh i can't help
0: myself why am i why why can't i just play fortnite dude (laughs) yeah why can't you just get into like counter-strike or like call (sighs) some some major game there's a new release every year you know what you're getting into but no you're picking these 20 year old like obscure games i can't help it (laughs) anyways jesse thank you for being on go check out his show listeners if you've made it this far thank you for checking out uh our show If you're already listening to this, I'm sure you know where to find me, but if not, all of the note, all of the ats and tags and Twitters and all of the links will be down below in in the show notes. I would also like to thank this week's group of rotating interns from the Camden County Community College. We have Kurt Reynolds as our intern producer, Mo Montana as our intern engineer, and Chloe Kravitz as our intern editor. And um, we have more episodes in store. We're going to start cranking these out maybe like one or two a month definitely no pace to get to 250 episodes anytime soon but definitely you're going to get more than once every six months like we used to
1: (laughs) hey you got to keep it real sometimes life be busy i'm i fully understand that myself it's it's hard to continually get at it and (laughs) Owning a house makes you have to do a lot of extra chores. It's ridiculous. So to those of you out there following along with Mikey and all the podcasts (laughs) that are underneath the Mikey umbrella, please continue to tune in. When you see a new episode, it's a blessing. Tune in (laughs) and be sure to say hello in the BDE Network Discord server. Mikey's
0: always happy to talk to y'all there. It's, It's not super active. It's used almost exclusively for recording. But I guarantee you, if anybody jumps in there and wants to talk about Smash, Melee, any podcast, I'm there. I'm I'm doing nothing else. I will always, I will always talk to you. We can we can become Discord friends. Um but yeah, thank you so much, everyone involved in this. Thank you so much for listening this far. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See ya.